Section 21 of The Artist, or Young Ladies Instructor in Ornamental Painting, Drawing, etc., by B. F. Gandhi. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Mezzotinting Lesson 1 I will show you, Ellen, how to copy three subjects in this style, after which, with attention and care, I hope you will accomplish any studies, however varied they may be. The first shall be a simple sketch of Ediston Lighthouse, the second a moonlight scene after Cope, and the third a bust of Canova. The materials I use for this art are six badger hair brushes of different sizes, the largest being about an inch and a quarter in width, and the smallest a quarter of an inch, some black lead reduced to an exceedingly fine powder, a marble slab, a few leather and paper stumps, an Indian rubber pencil, H, 2H and 3H black lead pencils, some tinting paper, thinner than for oriental tinting, a very sharp penknife, and some lead weights. In cutting out the outlines for these subjects, I leave the paper only where it is necessary to preserve the light, as in the instance before me, the form of the whole of the building is not traced when I mark the outline for the sky, but about halfway up, because the light is not higher than that. The form of the white sail at the right hand is left, but not that of the dark one, as that will appear plainly enough over the shading of the sky. To produce the extreme clearness of outline, which imparts so spirited an effect to the drawing, as in the light sail against the dark cloud, the knife must be used in a sloping position, instead of holding it perfectly upright, which will cause the outline to slope gradually towards the form, and present a sharp edge when it approaches the cardboard. But, as this will make the form smaller at the lower part of the outline, and cause a white space between two objects that are intended to be close to each other, care must be taken to cut rather outside of the traced line, by which means the exact size will be obtained. You must not, however, go into the other extreme by making it unnecessarily large, as that will be a greater error, inasmuch as it will be more difficult to remedy. A pencil line may fill a white space that has been unintentionally left, but will not hide a double shade occasioned by the outline being too large. I should not cut out more than the form for the sky upon the first outline, lest it unnecessarily weaken it. In the second, I cut the large part of the building and the lantern, and also the front portion of water, exactly to its form at the upper and lower lines, and a little beyond the form at each end, and in shading, carefully avoid carrying the brush to the outline at the ends. I trace the form of the sky and the light sails on this outline to enable me to place it on correctly. In the third form, I take the other portion of the water and that part of the building which was omitted in the last. Wherever there is an undefined termination to any form, such as the lower parts of the reflections of the rocks and boats in the water, I cut away the outline to some distance beyond the form, and carefully avoid touching it in shading. After the outlines are prepared, 
I put a little of the powdered black lead onto the marble slab, and with a brush of middling size, moistened and dipped upon it in its dry state, and then rubbed on a clear part of the marble to disperse the lead equally amongst the hairs, I apply it to the drawing, holding it upright, and commence by working to and fro in the direction of the outline, to obtain a clear form for the horizon and the light sails, and afterwards I work in a circular direction to produce the entire shade of the sky. The long dark cloud at the upper part of the drawing is introduced with a smaller brush, held in a sloping position, similar to the way in which a pen is carried in writing, and guided backward and forward in the direction of the cloud itself. To handle these brushes properly, they must be held so as to admit of the movement of the arm as well as the hand, and the most certain method to obtain this freedom in handling will be to hold the hand entirely free from the paper. The brushes must be used moist or dry, according to the darkness of colour required for the shade, so that a light shade may be introduced with a perfectly dry brush, while a dark one will require it to be quite damp. The effects of light are produced by the Indian rubber pencil, which is guided with a light, firm touch over the form intended to be given, and repeated until it restores the light completely. A great variety of clouds may be formed with this simple instrument. It will be necessary to cut the point of it with a pair of scissors as soon as it loses its power to take off the lead, which will be the case after about every dozen touches. I now put on the second outline with very great precision, according to the form which was traced to guide me in fixing it properly, and with the smaller brush shade the lighthouse, water, etc. And after all the outlines have been placed on and shaded in succession, the lines and markings are introduced with the black lead pencils, using the 2H for any very pale lines, and H for dark lines and touches. The drawing is now finished, and I shall leave you to try your skill in copying it, recommending you not to have too much lead in your brush at one time, as that will soil the drawing. It will also be a good plan to dust off, with an old silk handkerchief, any lead that may have unintentionally accumulated under the outlines as you take each off, and before placing on the following one. If you have too small a quantity of lead in the brush, it will work in with a brown colour instead of the grey tint so pleasing to the eye. This effect delights me greatly, Charlotte. It appears so perfect. How beautifully round the building seems. One can scarcely believe it to be a flat surface of paper. It is indeed a very sweet view. Do you think I shall succeed at once? The outlines will occasion you most trouble, Ellen. The style is, as you observe, so perfect in the effect of light and shade, that any defect, however small, in the outline is instantly discovered. I beg you, therefore, to take very great pains to make them as correct as you possibly can. At first, also, you will not have so much power over the Indian rubber as is necessary to produce all the light you may desire, but a little practice will make you mistress of it. I mention this that you may not feel discouraged when you find you cannot immediately give yourself entire satisfaction. I am truly obliged by your kindness. I shall do this little subject three times today, 
and then perhaps you will give me another lesson tomorrow. With the greatest pleasure, Ellen. Be ready for me at the usual time. End of section 21